the college football experience, West Virginia Mountaineers, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports gambling slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by game time. Download the game time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Make sure you use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. What are you doing folks? CFBX for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Twenty-three season preview episode. Morgantown, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Morgantown, Morgantown WP. Yes, we are talking West Virginia football, baby. Uh, look, if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigger, database Dan, aka Pick. Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was. It's like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Here we are. Critical year. Shout out to Graham in the chat. This is the college basketball ex- experience guys talking football. Let's go. Yes. Gotta keep it in family when it's West Virginia football we're talking about. And I am joined by the host of the college basketball experience. And if you haven't, if you haven't, uh, maybe you missed out on us last year. Yeah, pick Dundee <laughs> and this guy were rocking every single night of the college basketball season. He's also the host of the brand new Big 12 experience. Remember, folks, the Big 12's got like 87 teams in it now. All right, starting next year. Uh, but, <laughs> but subscribe uh, over there. And uh, yeah, he's also the host of the Ryan and Rush show. Former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. Give it up for Moneyline Mac, AKA. Ryan McIntyre, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Dundee. Good to be back. Uh, happy one year anniversary because I made my uh, college experience debut on this very uh, preview last year, and uh, 
Yeah, I think we did a couple shows between now and then. So happy yeah. anniversary and uh, ready to talk some Mountaineer football, man. Yeah, big time year, critical year. Uh, you have this, you know, new athletic director. I think you're also getting a new school president, correct? Uh, yeah, Gordon Gee retires in 2025, so we still have another year to go. But yeah, he's he's on his way out. So so Neil Brown, former Troy coach, had great success at Troy. I think if you ask anyone that covers college football, they would say between him or Tom Allen at Indiana, if they had to place a wager on the first coach to, to potentially be fired or the hottest seat, maybe, maybe that is a better way to say it. Cause I don't wish unemployment for Neil Brown. If anything, I like Neil Brown, but um, what, what's the pulse of uh, Morgantown here with, with the Neil Brown era? What uh, is six wins? Does that, preserve his job perhaps, or you think it's gotta be seven. It's gotta be eight. What, what do you think? I, I think if he gets to six and it depends on who he beats, I, I think we talked about that last year too. There's a certain school that everybody wants to beat. Uh, they're on our schedule week number three. And we'll talk about that game here in a little bit. Two rivalry games. But, you got week number one too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, but the one in week three is a little more special to people around here. Yeah. But I mean, you look at it 22 and 25, 14 and 21 in, in big 12 play in his uh, four years headed into year number five. I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Everybody likes Neil Brown. Everybody wants him to be good. It just hasn't worked out. They've struggled to have an identity, whether it's been on the offense or defensive side one year, they're good offensively. They're not good defensively. Uh, his most successful year was the COVID year and they were good defensively, but not very good offensively. So it's, I don't know, man, it, it's been, it's been a weird tenure. I'm I'm hoping that this team has an identity though. And that would be running the football behind this good offensive line. Yeah. It's, it's a big time year for Neil Brown. And, you know, I've already heard rumblings, you know, and I, like I said, I don't want to wish unemployment on Neil Brown. I hope that works out this year. We're going to talk all about it, but I have heard rumblings, Jimbo Fisher's from West Virginia, Uh, rich Rodriguez. Uh, can come back to his alma mater. I've heard. I've even heard Urban Meyer at West Virginia. The shoe would fit. Uh, I mean, there's just just a lot of talk, a lot of talk out there. And uh, look, don't let's not fire the guy yet. All right, come on, folks. We're gonna break down the WVU offense, defense, special teams. Go uh, look at the transfer portal, uh, and also we're gonna go game by game on the Mountaineers' schedule. Uh, but before we do all that, what to tell you? That the college football experience, West Virginia Mountaineers 2023 season previews brought to you by Game Time, the Game Time app. Yes, buying to your your buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. Should not. Uh, but let me tell you, it can get stressful. All right. Let me just let me just paint a picture. Maybe you're just, you know, going up to Morgantown for the weekend for the backyard brawl, and you just think, ah, oh, I'll get a ticket at the window. Good fucking luck. All right. Good luck. All right. You're going to be doing Jaeger bombs in the parking lot, whether you want to or not. And then all of a sudden you're going to be asking people, Hey, you got an extra ticket. Good luck. All right. You got, you got to figure this thing out. You need the game time app. All right. Cause game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you. And with killer deals on last minute tickets. Hello. Uh, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll be having in Morgantown, West Virginia, baby. Uh, 
Forget planning months in advance. What's that ever gotten anybody? Uh, game time <laughs> has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Uh, look, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply once again. Create an account. CFBX is the promo code. $20 off. Yes, download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you listen to our DFS episode, we have a DFS episode out for week zero folks. Go listen to it. And every single week of the season, actually certain weeks, you'll be getting multiple DFS episodes. Um, but so go check out all of that. But uh, we have a segment where we talk about great plays on underdog fantasy. It really is fantastic. Besides that you also uh, come on. It's late August right now. And you know what that means? Time is running out for you to get uh, your, your fantasy football team together. All right. So hop on over to underdog fantasy, get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy. All you have to do is, you know, I don't know if you've ever done best ball out there world, but it's a live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it and you forget about it and boom, underdog does the rest. Uh, and you check, check this out. You want to try it out. All right. You should try it out because underdogs best ball mania tournament is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. $15 million are at stake. Whew. Including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all, folks? Uh, the time is now, and look, the door is shut. And I've already done my college fantasy football draft. I got my NFL fantasy draft this weekend. All right, uh, the, la- the door is shutting because the last time you can get in on Underdog Fantasy is September seventh, so it's right around the corner. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N concern with your play call 1-800 gambler. All right. We are back on the college football experience. And by the way, we will have Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour on the show to talk about his travels to Morgantown. And I, we're going to play that in a little bit, but I, it was funny. I had forgotten I, I had forgotten that I had been to a football game in Morgantown. How the fuck does that happen? That you know how that happens by drinking <laughs> a shit ton, a shit ton of alcohol. I got pepper spray too. I almost forgot that. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, you'll hear from 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 uh, Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus, touring a little bit here. But let's talk about this West Virginia transfer portal because we try to grade the transfer portal these days. When we started doing this podcast five, six, seven years ago, we weren't. We were doing nothing. It was just simple. Maybe talk about what Kelly Bryant. Oh, Kelly Bryant transfer. There's one key transfer. Now it's like the four or five freeway over here. Uh, so departing Morgantown heading elsewhere. Damn. is a lot of people, man. Cornerback <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mumu bin Wahad heads out to a friend of the program, Jim Mora and the Yukon Huskies. Cornerback Charles Woods heads out to SMU, where he's penciled in to be a starter. SMU, I think they're in the ACC now. We'll, we'll find out in the coming hours. Uh, tight end Mike O'Laughlin heads out to the Houston Cougars. He's projected to be a starter. Um, cornerback Naeem Muhammad to the Kent State Golden Flashes. I'm just gonna guess he's projected to be a starter because Kent State has fucking nobody. Everyone else left. Nobody. Uh, wide receiver Reese Smith heads out to the Flaming Libs of Liberty. 
Uh, quarterback Will Crowder had Zalt. He's a, he's backing up, uh, and he's got a great nickname. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but he has a great nickname. He heads out to the Troy uh, Trojans. Uh, safety Saint McLeod is in the portal. Tight end Corbin Page portal. This is all according to 24/7 Sports. Cornerback Tyron Woody or Woodby portal. Quarterback JT Daniels, former five star. <laughs> I mean, I need. I wish I had some circus music because. JT Daniels might as well be in the fucking circus because he travels around the whole damn country. All right, he is now at Rice. All right, he is with the Rice Owls, who, who, who are in the AAC this year. So let me get this straight. He's at USC. He uh-huh. bounces over to Georgia, where he went undefeated as a starter. Might I add, he he didn't lose a game at Georgia. <laughs> then he goes to Dub V, and now he's at Rice. Holy shit. Welcome to college. He's as old as Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. Uh, offensive lineman, Jordan white. He also heads out to the flaming libs of Liberty. Uh, this is a, this is a critical loss here. Wide receiver Caden Prather heading to uh, the Maryland Terrapins. He's penciled in to be a starter uh, defensive lineman. Jordan Jefferson heads out to LSU. This is a substantial loss. Yeah. To, I mean, they, they're getting fucked up in the portal here. Offensive lineman Chris Mayo heads out to Eastern Michigan, heading over to the factory. Uh, defensive end Taj Austin heading out to Deion Sanders in Colorado. Linebacker and and Austin was a was solid contributor over the past couple of years. Uh, linebacker Lanell Carr heads out to the Indiana Hoosiers. Cornerback Jalen Shelton to Texas State. Offensive lineman Dylan Ray in the portal and uh, defensive end Al- Eric Burton is in the portal. Cornerback Caleb. Coleman is going to Texas state. And then Tony Mathis, who's projected to start now with the Houston Cougars and the used car salesman, Dana Holgerson, dude, I haven't read who's coming in, but I, I almost feel like it's impossible to grade this as a win. Yeah. Well, and I think in, in the past years, people said we've won the transfer portal and, and, and guys have not worked out. So obviously the jury's still out, but I think you mentioned it. You, you you lose production on the defensive line on the perimeter. Tony Mathis, he goes over there to join his uh, former uh, head Anna coach Laughlin. in Houston. Yeah. T- yep. I mean, and they're Houston. on the schedule. They're on the fucking yep. schedule. Um, Thursday night game. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Now they did go out and get Kent State cornerback Montre Miller, who was a four-star transfer according to twenty-four-seven Sport. And Kent State had some guys last year, so maybe that's a sneaky good get there. I think it might be. They also get an, a tight end from LSU, Colt Taylor. So it's like you sent your defensive lineman down there. Give us Colt Taylor back. All right. Uh, he comes in. Wide receiver Devin Carter from NC State. Now that is a very good get because I thought he was pretty good at NC State. Um, also, wide receiver Jashawn Polk from Kent State, just back and forth, wheeling and dealing with the golden flashes. Uh, safety Keyshawn Cobb from Buffalo. He was a starter. He was a starter a season ago with the Bulls. They were a bowl team. Might be a good get there as well. Uh, kicker Michael Hayes uh, from Georgia State. Shout out to Michael P.S. Hayes. See if anyone knows that reference. Uh, defensive lineman M- Matorma M- Molba comes in from Penn State. What? <laughs> First off, I don't even know if we call them rivals anymore because they haven't played in like 30 years. But they used to be, when I first started getting into college football, they truly hated each other. They play week one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a nice get, I guess, but it's also crazy that the, I don't even know if I can hold animosity for this one anymore. Cause it's like, if you haven't played in 30 years, is the rivalry still the rivalry? 
Yeah, I, I think uh, we on the Ryan and Rush show, our West Virginia show, we sat down with Don Nealon, who was the head coach for all those years against Joe Paterno. And I, you could tell they had some, him and Paterno are really good friends uh, or were really good friends. Rest yeah. in peace, Joe Paterno. Uh, some really good battles back in the day. But yeah, I don't know if we're really that big of rivals. I think both fan bases are happy that we're playing again and hopefully we can continue to play. But I mean, with realignment, who knows who yeah. the hell we're going to be yeah. playing who, or who's going to be joining our league in 10 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. You might have a rivalry game with Hawaii uh, every year. <laughs> it's hard to get to the Island <laughs> uh, defensive lineman. Uh, Devon Hankins comes in from uh, Eddie George and Tennessee state little FCS transfer. Don't sleep on those FCS transfers. You watch Florida state football last year, Jared verse an Albany great Dane transfer was the best fucking defensive player on their team. Um, mm-hmm. Cornerback Beanie Bishop comes in from Minnesota with the Golden Gophers. They've had a top tw- a top thirty defense over the past couple of years. Uh, safety Anthony Wilson from Georgia Southern. I think that's a decent get there. Wide receiver EJ Horton from the Marshall Thundering Herd. Fucking filthy! Oh my yeah. god! I want to. I need to fucking brush my teeth after reading that one. Uh, Bring your meth. Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh. Um, then you have defensive end uh, Tyron Bradley coming in from Abilene Christian. Defensive defensive lineman Tomawa Durajaye from East. <laughs> or, sorry, from Kentucky. Dude, Kentucky has good defensive linemen, so that's probably a very yep. good get. Uh, wide receiver Noah Massey from Angelo State, and that's what you brought in. Look, there's a lot of unknowns. I'm going to trust Neil Brown scouting with some of those guys, but there's no way you won the fucking portal. There's no way. There's no way. No, yeah. no. I mean, I, I can't say you won the portal, and I and I don't want to say we won the portal. I, I'd rather these guys go out there and prove it against Penn State that uh, that we won the portal. But some good sneaky pieces. Uh, the guy that keeps popping up in camp is Beanie Bishop from Minnesota. Uh, everybody's high on him. Horden and uh, Poke on the outside. But I mean, I think Devin Carter and Cole Taylor are the two <laughs> big pieces for this offense. We'll we'll talk about the identity of this team here in a minute. But I mean. They're going to be single. There's going to be single coverage opportunities all the time with the way how good this running back room is with this offensive line. So Devin Carter's got to make the next step. I he was up and down at NC State. Yeah, yeah, he was. But I mean, Devin Leary was always injured, so it's hard to build continuity True. when you're when your quarterbacks you start a different quarterback every week. Um, uh, and they should have lost. He should have lost to EC, ECU last year, but it's okay. Oh, that we, was we, bullshit. I we know. shut him down. Yeah. We shut him down Fucking a little bit kicker. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kicker uh, that kicker. I'm still, you know, my, maybe, maybe a few, uh, maybe a few Christmas cards saying what, what did, uh, <laughs> what did uh, Ray Finkel get? He got like uh he got almost like a coaster, like a, uh, like a cloth coaster mm-hmm. saying, Died. Oh no, he made this. It, he made it. Die, Dan. Die. Laces out. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the uh, the offense uh, with with you know potentially a critical year in 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 uh, Troy or Troy Brown. Neil Brown's uh, <laughs> Troy Brown's a Marshall, a former Marshall wide receiver that played for the Pats. Um, but this offense now. They got rid of uh so well I don't know if they got rid of or he just left but uh Graham Harrell left for Purdue he is so they're breaking in third offense coordinator 3 years How do we feel about what is it Chad Scott Yeah um I so Chad Scott uh, he was involved in the running game obviously they got that's where their talent is on this roster 
but Neil's going to call the plays. It's a do or die year in year number five. So he's a hey, man, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out my way. Uh, but I mean, Graham Harrell, it was sexy on paper, just like JT Daniels. But I, I did. I think that they didn't embrace who they should have been offensively last year. I thought they should have ran the ball more. It's going to be a common theme with me on the show. Anybody that's listened to us over at the big 12, uh, college experience talks. I talk about how West Virginia needs to run the football every single down like army and Navy. Um, but I, yeah, I just think that they threw the ball too much. He's an air raid guy from his leech days at Texas tech. So I just, it, the fit wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I'll agree to that. I thought yeah. that he's a good a, coach. It's just, yeah, not yeah. a fit. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a strange hire. Uh, so last year, JT Daniels was the starter. Mm-hmm. For a little bit, and then they went to Garrett Green. I want to talk about Garrett Green, but look, I'm going to rattle off last year's stats with uh, with Graham Harrell. They were 49th in scoring offense, 51st in rush offense, 70th in pass offense, 56th in total offense. Um, when they made that switch from JT Daniels to Garrett Green, I was impressed, man. I kind of like Garrett Green's game. He's kind of Taysom Hillish, if, uh, yep. uh, you know. I feel like just kind of a Kind of, I mean, he was running the hell out of the ball. I really liked, uh, you know, is I know he just completed fifty five percent of his passes, but I, I think he only started a couple games too. But I like what I saw out of Garrett Green. Um, I know they also have uh, Nico Marichal, I think it is. Uh, that, Mar- Marchal, yeah. Okay. Marchal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is Green the for sure starter here? Yeah, Neil's kind of hinted that he knows who the starter is. He won't give it away, but I mean, shit, he didn't even name JT the starter till Narduzzi called him out for it. Um, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be Garrett Green. It's uh, you mentioned it. I mean, Garrett Green came in the last three games. They go two and one. They beat the Oklahoma schools, and their only loss is to K State. So kind of switch up their identity, ran the ball more, and he's a dual threat guy. And you mentioned it. You like him because he's a gamer. I mean, he he's gonna fight for extra yards. He's He's not a pussy. He's, yeah, he's no, gonna, that, that's he's, how you're he's supposed to play quarterback. That's how you're yeah. supposed to play quarterback. Not not yeah. the JT Daniels way. In, in my opinion. In my Correct. opinion. Yeah. Um, if the, he needs two yards to get the first down, he's diving head first, whether he gets a concussion or not. He's 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 uh, he's leaving it all out there. There we go, folks. We'll be dead yeah. in a hundred years. What are we doing? You fucking play to win. All right. <laughs> uh, the run game, as you alluded to, Green is a part of that run game. Uh, if assuming he starts, uh, they have CJ Donaldson folks. I played DFS last year and for some reason DFS kept listing CJ Donaldson as a tight end and I would play the fuck out of him. <laughs> and, and uh, the guy was a stud. The guy is a stud. He comes back. He was just a freshman a year ago. He popped off screen to me. I know they also have Jalen Anderson and Justin Johnson. Uh, who do you think the starting bat is? It, it's going to be Donaldson, right? But th- I, this is a really good room, right? It's a, it's a really good room. And I mean, Hey, uh, CJ Donaldson got hurt, but he came right on the scene right away uh, against Pitt, who's who's always good in the trenches. Yeah, as, as much as I can't stand Pitt, <laughs> they got they're always good on the defensive line, yeah. and yeah. he he ran for over 120 yards in his first game as a running back. Uh, you mentioned it, Anderson and Johnson. When Donaldson went hurt or got hurt in the middle of the year, those guys each had a hundred yard game. Uh, the guy that's kind of been a they're calling him the Swiss Army knife or whatever the term is. Jaheim White, freshman. So we'll see how they want to utilize him. They, uh, if you remember way back in the day, how they used Noel Devine. That's yes. how they're talking about just getting the ball to him in space. So, yeah, a little Rich Rod reference there for you. Dundee. Oh, I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, the receiving core is brand new. Every, everyone either graduated or left. Um, yeah. 
I mean, at least from a starting pr- perspective, Jeremiah Aaron, I think is penciled in to be one of the starters. He played, he did play in 11 games a season ago. I know they also have Rodney Gallagher, a freshman they're excited about wide receiver Cortez Bar- uh, Braham is a uh, senior that played in 11 games. I think they're counting on him to start. And then obviously Devin Carter and Deshaun Polk coming in. Uh, how do you feel about the wide room? Cause that seems like a little bit of an unknown. Yeah. It's it's definitely unknown, and but I mean the the positive is they're not going to be asked to do all that much because they're going to run the hell out of the ball. So Devin Carter's got to take the next step. Uh, you mentioned Jay Sean Polk; he's a speedster from Kent State in our uh, Gold Flashes trade that we did in the portal. Uh, but a lot of like you said, a lot of unknowns. The guy that keeps popping up in camp is uh, Gallagher, the freshman. They're really high on him. They said he's going to play. So um, and then Horton um, from uh, Marshall. So we'll we'll see how this room shakes out. Right. I think it could go a lot of different ways. You could say there's a lot of depth, but there's not really a guy that's for sure going to play other than Devin Carter, I think. Yeah. And the tight end position, I see Cole Taylor, the LSU transfers penciled in to start um, at least that what I'm seeing. I know they also have Tra- Traylon Davis, but uh, that's interesting. The offensive line. Uh, this is why you should be encouraged. Yes. The offensive line returning everybody. Yep. Everybody in the have like a six man rotation because Jaquay Hubbard even played a lot of minutes there. Uh okay. Now I'm buying into it. And look, if you saw Neil Brown at Big Twelve Media Day, he thought that he said, Oh, we're picked last. It was almost a little Biff Pogey shit. It was like, uh-huh. uh what what why are we picked last? It's gonna be fascinating. And I and and we can talk about that. I want to talk about the defensive ball. Or defensive side of the ball, but um, let's actually let's hesitate for a second there on that and talk about Neil Brown because I do feel like there is a little bit of uh, nonsense regarding everyone. I think everyone thinks they're ass. This team is not ass, in my opinion. Like, okay, they didn't have a good season last year. Fair. I there's no denying that it was not the way Neil Brown wanted to have his season. But uh, at the same time, you look at, I, I remember the TCU game. I mean, TCU played in the national championship and the final score says 10, but uh, TCU ran it up with like 10 seconds left. Bad beat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, brutal beat for the gamblers out there like myself. And, uh, but you look back at a year ago, that 10 point game, I consider that a one possession game. That was a one possession game against a team that played in the national championship. They, mm-hmm. I thought they should have beat Pitt. Doesn't throw the no. uh, pick six. I thought they should have beat Pitt in the backyard brawl. So yep. they lose by one there. They lose in overtime to Kansas. Now I know the final score says thirteen. Kobe Bryant took a pick six back in overtime. I I mean that could have easily been a win. Okay, the Texas game, sure, got your ass kicked. The the Texas Tech game, sure, got your ass kicked. Even the Iowa State game, got your ass kicked. But I just feel like. You you get that win against Pitt or Kansas or TCU, and all of a sudden you're talking about, let's just say you go two and one in that, then it's a seven, it's a seven and five season. People are happy. So uh, I don't know. I, I do you think I don't think they're as bad as what the media is making them out to be. No, honestly, I think it's ridiculous that they were preseason 14th. I think it's such a public narrative right now, which I'm actually personally happy about. I don't want to be. Uh, pumped up by the media. I'd rather sneak up and pick some people off, but you mentioned it, man. Like they had no business losing the pick game yet. The pick six is what everybody remembers. 
But Neil also punted on fourth and inches when they're up seven on the 40-yard line. Kill. I'm like, bro, go for it and put it, put the game away. You're one to know. They should have beat Kansas. They were up 14 at, at, in the middle of the second quarter. Kansas obviously was really good. But yeah, you mentioned they probably should have been seven and five. And what what could have went wrong went wrong last year. And they still managed to sweep the Oklahoma schools and finish five and seven. So also beat Baylor. I, it wasn't like they're a terrible yeah. fucking team. You know what I mean? Like I, I keep saying this, everybody. Everybody's like, do you really think they're the worst team? And I said, you don't have three of the top 10 best offensive linemen in the league, and you're the worst team in the league. That doesn't happen. So they're they're better than what everybody's projecting. To be. Let's take a look at this defense because, and I agree, uh, Jordan Leslie, uh, third year DC here, uh, 115th in scoring defense a year ago. And look, I want to add this. The, the previous two years, West Virginia's defense was really good. Mm-hmm. Last year, they I don't know what the hell happened, but 115th in scoring, even 66 against the run, 110th against the pass, 97th overall. I think if you go back and look at the previous two years of Neil Brown, they were like a top 30 defense. I think that's the X factor on them and perhaps saving his job is if he can get that defense back to playing the ball that they were doing a couple years ago. Uh, the defensive line returns just one of three, and that's Sean Martin. They do have a Georgia Tech transfer in. Mike Lockhart coming in at the nose tackle spot. Uh, and also the other end spot, they're going to be counting on. Uh, he's got uh, one start in his career, Edward Vest uh, yeah. probably butchering <laughs> that. Uh, but I am a bit concerned. This sticks out as a little bit of a red flag to me, the defensive line. Where are you at with yeah. the defensive line? Well, yeah, I, so they lost the stills brothers over the last couple of years. You mentioned it. They've been, they were really good defensively in the second and third year, they have, they've got to be good on the defensive side, especially in the front seven. If you're going to marry your running game with a good defense, it, that's the only way this is going to work. You can't be really good offensively and then just get gassed for five yards of carry. Like last year. Uh, I think they gave up 150 yards on the ground at, at one point last year. So um, yeah, it's a concern. I think they have enough bodies to patch it together. And uh, I know it's camp talk, but they seem, they think this is another underrated group because they think they have enough bodies. But like I said, you got to show it to us. This is your yeah. number five now. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You got the Tennessee state transfer too, Hawkins. Maybe he ends up yep. being better than him. 26 starts there in the FCS and uh, a lot of bodies. Yeah. The linebacking core does return two of three, uh, mm-hmm. Jared, Jared Bartlett and uh, Lee. Oh man. How do I Capoga? But Capoga, yeah, yeah, Capoga, yeah. Uh, and they're breaking in a redshirt freshman, Trevavis Lathan. And I, I don't know if he's related to Lamar Lathan, but um, <clears throat> okay, starting a redshirt freshman there, two or three back. <coughs> the secondary, excuse me, the secondary. Uh, I mean, this is everything. You guys were 110th in pass defense last year. Uh, Montre Miller, the Kent State guy. I mean, all these transfers. I hope the scouting was correct because. Miller's a transfer. Put pencil down to start. Beanie Bishop from Minnesota. The Georgia Southern kid, Anthony Wilson. What do you make of of uh, the Buffalo kid? All these guys coming in from the portal. What do you make of the secondary? Uh yeah, I think that's and this is basically the whole defense. Like if this secondary can hold up as well as the front uh, front four, but uh, I I think that they're higher on Beanie Bishop and Anthony Wilson. Those are the guys that keep popping up in camp. So I I think. I think this actually could end up being one of the strengths of the team, not offensive line strength. Like they have on the offensive side, but 
I think this team can hold their own on the defensive side. I think that's going to be the X factor there. Uh, kicking, kicking. They have Michael Hayes coming in from Georgia State, where he, uh, I mean, he uh, he punted as well at Georgia State a year ago. Interesting, interesting. In, in case there's some close games, Oliver Straw back at the punter spot. All in all, the offense started at 56th last season. Will the offense be better than 56 this year? Uh, was that 56 in scoring or no total yardage. total yardage? I would say they got to be around that top 40 range. I, I, I think they will be better, but I, I think it's more of a ball control rather than playing fast. Like with Graham Harrell defensively 97th in total yardage. They, they got to get better. That this is, I think that that's the real X factor. If the offense goes 56 again, I think if the defense does its job, you'll be yeah. bowling. Um, if, if they don't, he's going to be looking for a new job. Do you, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that for a second at six and six. Do you think he's fired? See, they got 11 power fives on the schedule. I know you put out the graphic a couple months ago, the teams with the hardest schedule. I mean, you play a big 12 schedule and you got Pitt and Penn state on the schedule. I mean, there's no yeah. cupcakes on the schedule at all. I think six and six actually gets him another year. I'd probably am in the minority, but I think it's really, really hot. It comes down to the wire seven and five. I definitely think he's fired. Yeah, I think the reason why six and six might get him fired is just the new athletic director wanting his own guy, but Ren. uh, but you know, I think six and six, you're bowling. If you win the bowl game, seven and six, I I'm with you should keep them. Um, yeah, it also depends who else is out there. Maybe too. You know, it there's depends. a guy, there's a guy in Jacksonville right now, Jacksonville, yeah. Alabama that uh, Mountaineer fans might know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his, his, his name is uh, rich and he's looking to get rich again. Um, <laughs> all right, folks, uh, before we get to going game by game on the Mountaineer schedule, as I'm having a hard time talking, I feel like my, th- I got some shit in my throat. <coughs> um, I want to tell you that the college be- uh, football experience is brought to you by DraftKings. We've waited all year long and the time has finally arrived. College football is back people. <clears throat> and so are the traditions, the tailgates and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Yes. Rich Rod, let's take him. Week 0. I know it's it's a couple days away. Let's take him though. Kick off the new season with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at uh, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Make sure you check out the Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Luck and the guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories podcast just for the patrons, chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network. There's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. The sports gambling podcast has and always will give out free picks. This is, don't get it twisted. We're not sitting there trying to charge you for our picks, even though our picks have been fire. Uh, the Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. 
All right. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe first off, but, uh, and also all of our podcasts. All right. This is the college football experience. I also host the college, the FCS college football experience. Maybe you want to know about the Duquesne Dukes coming in, coming into town. All right. Uh, check out that pod, but also the college basketball experience myself, Moneyline Mac here. We host that subscribe. Obviously uh, West Virginia's got a pretty loaded team coming into the season. Uh, the college baseball experience, dub V great baseball season a year ago for yep. dub V check out that with Noah Beanick and myself. And uh, now we have the big 12 experience. It's the big 12 uh, folks. I'm talking to West Virginia fans here. Moneyline Mac hosts the big 12 experience. Uh, they're going to talk big 12 football, basketball, baseball. You got to check it out. And uh, he's a dub V grad. So you're going to get a little, you might get a little home cooking. All right. Get, oh, get yeah. on over there. <laughs> I, over <laughs> under on eat yeah. shit pit references <laughs> per episode, probably yeah. at around 17, right? Whatever it is over. Uh, I, I think every, that, that was already in the chat for basketball. They go, how many eat shit pit references will be in the 23, 24 season coming <laughs> up. So I can't wait for hoop season, but yeah, we got football to talk about before then. Yeah. So look, subscribe to that podcast. All those podcasts that I just rattled off independent podcast. All right. So like, I mean, go out Spotify, iTunes, subscribe, give us a five-star review, get out there. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, so look, if you are watching, from YouTube right now. You see, shout out to the graphics department, Cam Kerr doing, doing the Lord's work. Uh, win total sitting at four and a half. <sighs> I know you're a dub V guy, but I mean, <laughs> is that insulting or is that just, you thought it should have been five and a half judging by his yeah. track record. Yeah. I mean, I thought last year was as bad as it could have been and they still went five and seven. So I already bet four o- over four and a half. So I'm like, I'm liking where I'm at. I like my chances. Well, let's let's get into it because the season is right around the corner. Week one, the this apparently used to be a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. We're trying to make it back into being a rivalry. West Virginia at Penn State. It's been thirty-two years since they played. What the fuck is going on with this? What the hell's going no. on? Uh, Penn State's a twenty-one point favorite. I laugh at that. Take the fucking points. Are you kidding me? More, I think you can even find a 22 out there. Uh, Penn State. I still say Penn State wins, but 22 points. Who you? Who you, you got? Broadway Joe quarterback. What's going on? Uh, uh, this is this is wild. I, I when I saw it was up to 20, I was like, man. I mean, Penn State new quarterback. Yes, he's talented. Alar or Alar or however the hell you pronounce it. They're talented, but man, Colby, they're getting a lot of fucking hype right now. And 22 about- points. Yeah, they're already talking about Ohio State and Michigan games. I'm like, easy, man. You got eight games before then. Um, I think this is the first game where uh, the new rules, where the uh, the clock doesn't stop when you get a first down, could yeah. benefit West Virginia and keep them in the game, run the ball, play some ball control, keep away. Uh, I think Penn State wins, but I think it's that you got to smash uh, the plus twenty or whatever it's at now. Now, Take the points. I, I will say this: Penn State. Did beat the Ohio Bobcats, who won ten games by thirty six. They're last good, year. yeah, they're good. They also beat Auburn by twenty nine last year, and Central Michigan by nine. Oh no, that was only nine. They only beat Central Michigan by nineteen. You're telling me you can't cover that? They only beat Northwestern by ten. Purdue by four. 
Give me the points all day. Give me the points Fra- all day. Hey, and Franklin's known to lay an egg or two in Happy Valley every now and then. You think of the Illinois game that oh, one yeah. year, the two oh, point yeah. conversion off. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's going to be, uh, that'll be a fun game to watch. So that's week one. I'm still taking Penn state uh, to get it done. Um, but so I, th- you got Penn state winning that, right? Yeah. I got Penn state by a touchdown. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard. It's a tough, it's a tough place to win though. The, place better. the fans show up. Uh, so Owen one, and now the Duquesne Dukes, I love this game. Look, if you're going to play an FCS, I feel like you got to give me something regional right up the road. You get back to back. You get to say, fuck you to the city of Pittsburgh, two different Twice. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, home to uh, Duquesne here. The Dukes uh, look Duquesne's they're not terrible, but they're not good either. So uh, this is an easy win. I'll say by about 49 points, uh, one and one, right? Yeah. It's an ultimate sandwich spot with Penn state and Pitt, but yeah, if they don't win this game, my God, uh, yeah, yeah they win. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how you get fired. You lose that game. Uh, yeah. well, or, or you lose this one because the backyard brawl has not occurred in Morgantown, West Virginia. And how many years now? I think it's like 15, 16 years, 12 years, 2000, 2011, 12 yep. years. Okay. Yeah. Now it's back. It's in Morgantown. You know what's funny is I was doing the pit preview and or the ACC preview with NC Nick and I said uh, I think Pitt's a better football team and I really do, but Pitt, but then I thought about last year and I'm like this is in Morgantown and I got to thank NC Nick because he goes yeah they're not going to win in Morgantown and I go you're right you're right I will take West Virginia to beat Pitt here this is this is the one that that, that Pitt, I think Pitt's going to be pretty good this year but this game hasn't happened in a long time and the city's going to burn fucking down. Give me dub V to get this dub here two and one. And I don't even need to ask you, right? <laughs> no, no, you don't need to ask me. Everybody in the world knows where I'm going on this one. Uh, I will, I'll be in Morgantown for this one. It's going to be seven 30. They already announced that it's prime time. I looked at the schedule. I think game day is going to be there. I think McAfee might be returning to Morgantown for the first time since uh, the crime way back in the day. So yeah, no, this will be the first uh, 2023, 24 uh, reference to eat chip pit. Mountaineers get it done two and one. Let's go. There we go. And that, and you're hosting the Texas tech red Raiders and dude, you want to talk about a perfect, perfect spot to catch dub V. I know. Like I actually think West Virginia, if this is played uh, any other date, I might take West Virginia to win this game. But I think now if you lose the pit, I could see you winning this, but if come on, the backyard ball hasn't happened in forever. I'm taking Texas Tech to win in Morgantown. Yeah, so uh, Texas Tech has been our letdown like the last three years. Uh, we almost won in Oklahoma a couple years ago. Then last year beat Baylor on that Thursday night. That's been Neil's kryptonite. I probably lean to Texas Tech. Uh, just, just they. I mean, they're really good. And Joey McGuire's year number two. So, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, but if they lose the pit, I think the season's over. I. I that's that's Neil Brown's career right there. They cannot lose that game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got him two and two after September twenty third. Now they head to Fort Worth to take on the TCU Horn Frogs. I think it's a winnable game, man. I think yep. it's a winnable game. Now, <sighs> I guess I'd favor TCU by like a field goal, but I think it's winnable. You? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I think this is the first time everybody realizes TCU's not last year. Neil has beaten TCU every year, but last year, and they should have beat them. I mean, and it was their best team in program history. Uh, I got the Mountaineers shocking the world here, three and two. 
All right, I'll join you on this one. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Three but and two. The, the next the next one's good. Three and two. They get a bye week, and then they're at Houston on a Thursday night. Take it <laughs> on the Cougars. I'm not, I, dude. I got Holgerson winning this one, man. Yeah, he's, I, I, he's the riverboat uh, gambler. I I just think I'm going Holgerson here. I mean, I think this game's fascinating. I can't wait to watch this game. I hope Neil Brown's still employed here at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan, I'm a big Dana guy. I love the Dana teams here. They were entertaining. He's pulling out all the trick plays for this one. I, I hate this game. So I'll go Houston. Uh, this, this is Dana super bowl. So three and three for me, three and three. And then they're home to Oklahoma state. Uh, you did beat Oklahoma state a year ago, but what the previous, uh, the previous four, four times you played them, you lost. Uh, I got no idea. This is why the big 12 is fascinating. I have no fucking idea who's winning this. Like I would, I guess I would lean Gundy, but I'm, yeah, talking, talking a field goal game to me. Um, uh, give me, you know what? Give me a win, Morgantown, far trip, far trip. So, what are you doing here? So Oklahoma State's like my team. I, I got them. I think they may win the Big Twelve. I think everybody's sleeping on Gundy. I had him at like six and zero oh at this point. So. I think they lose their first game and it's going to happen to Morgantown. Like it did. I think it was like 2014 or 15. We burned couches that night too. So uh, I'll take the Mountaineers <laughs> four and three. <laughs> you guys burn couches. If you fucking, uh, you know, you yeah. don't even need to win a football game. It could just be a, you know, for any reason, right? Oh. We'll burn couches against Duquesne too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll join you there. Even though I don't feel great about it. That's why the big 12 is fascinating. It's a big 12. Um, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so I got to wait one two. So three, four, four and three right now, I think. Yep. Uh, I, you go down to the moon bounce here in Orlando to take on the very golden, very central Florida, very golden Knights. Um, loss. So you, you mentioned it. I'm the host of the big 12 experience. I didn't realize how much they hate being called central Florida or the That's very, how it very became golden a thing, night. man. I know, For me, everyone always wonders, why do I say that? I'm like, this is five years ago. I said that, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to be one of the only publications, like giving them a national championship. I'm saying, yeah, you beat everyone in your schedule. Everyone robbed, everyone robbed you, you know, like you, I would claim it. There's so many other phony ones. Uh, So, and then they're just shitting on me for saying, and I'm like, dude, fuck you. Your team for, for 20 years was the, the central back in the day. When you picked up a magazine, you wouldn't find them under you. You'd find them under C central Florida. Right. And they were the golden Knights, right? For like 20, when they had Dante Culpepper, when they had Blake Bortles. So all of a sudden you're just going to change it. No, fuck you. All right. Uh, (laughs) But they do win hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with you. And I've called them the sleeping giant with the Florida ties. They got the power five money. I think that place could really get going here at the moon bounce. Yeah. I got it as a loss. That's that. That's a bitch place to play, man. Especially this Florida Heat. Yeah, four yeah. and four for me. Yeah. So yeah, four and four, and then they're hosting BYU. I do believe Rush Bishop is getting married. <laughs> I know, fucking guy. He's getting married <laughs> uh, on this on this particular on a November Saturday. What? I know. I know. Not a Sunday. I I, Not a su- we, look. I even did the fall wedding, but I had to make sure it wasn't on a Saturday. <laughs> well, you can take the over on how many times I'm going to bust his balls li- that, that week leading up to it. Since I, I'm in the wedding, so yeah. Where uh, is the wedding at? It's in Leesburg, Virginia, right okay. outside Northern Virginia. So, okay, so where we all grew up. Yeah, yeah, yep. 
Okay. Well, uh, wow. I mean, so you guys are watching <laughs> this up. Uh, oh, I'll mean, be watching it. He may not be. He may. He he's got to entertain uh, everybody. I thought I you're going to be in the thing. wedding, right? Oh, I'll, I got my phone. <laughs> yeah, <You gotta, laughs> make sure the Wi-Fi is working that day. Uh, I got the Mountaineers, man. I think uh, every time we play BYU, it's a hell of a game. Taysom Hill at FedEx Field the one time. Uh, I think we grinded out five and four. Clashing styles here, by the way. I mean, I have no fucking idea who's going to win this game. I honestly, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go Morgantown uh, because yeah. I'm gonna because uh, it's in Morgantown. Uh, five and four. I'm with you, and that hits the over, folks. Uh, yep. Now they head to Norman, Oklahoma, for the final time, perhaps. Um, I mean, I'll take Oklahoma to win. You? So last year, uh, last year I called for uh, the Mountaineers to finally end the losing streak uh, to the Oklahoma Sooners. I think they do it back to back. They almost won in Norman two years ago. I think they run the ball, keep it away. Like K state always did to them. Oklahoma doesn't get to play K state this year, which they always get their ass beat by Mountaineers. Get it done in Norman, send them to the SEC. Let's go. I don't, I don't get to say horns down. I just say fuck Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Boomer sooner out of yeah. here. Uh, they are a little bitches. Oklahoma. They're just like, ah, we're yeah. going to follow Texas, whatever they want to do. We'll follow yeah. you. All right. Bitches. What do you think of Venables? Venables in 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 Oklahoma this year. It's another mystery team in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you could bring up the fact that they had a lot of close losses a season ago, but the defense was terrible, and that's his forte. Um, I'm not as sold, but I, their schedule's favorable. Like, I'm not as yeah. sold as them just being like like when I saw the win total at nine and a half, I did chuckle a little bit, but at the same time, do you look at the schedule and you? Yeah, I guess I could carve out a path, but I mean, yeah, I don't know that they're that legit. But uh, home to Cincinnati on November eighteenth, I will give this as a dub, and this will put it at win six, for, win number six for me. But I'll say this: this is a dynamite like situation we have with this over. Uh, and so, wait, do you have them beating Cincinnati on November eighteenth? Yeah, and that that was going to be their final win at seven. By the way, if the scenario plays out that uh that both of us had, we would party at Russia's uh wedding hitting the over. Oh. That was for number five. So yeah, we hit the over at his wedding. <laughs> uh final game of the season's at Baylor. I have them losing that game. Um so I, I got you sitting at six and six, but I'll be honest. I went there's some big ifs. Yeah. Well, I just here's why I don't like touching this. As much as I think this is gonna be a five and seven and six and six team, if he does get fired, you never know how that shit goes. They could quit. They could, you know, or they could play better. I don't know. I like I think this roster is probably five and seven, six and six, right? But the question is, is if you pull the plug on the head coach, do they quit? which, you know, it happens a lot. It's not a yep. WVU driven thing. This is like, you know, or look at Texas A&M last year, a little bit of adversity. They're just like, no, nope, we're going to quit on our team. Bobby Petrino at Louisville. You know, you can go what you can go one by one. That makes me paranoid on taking the over. Do I believe the over is going to hit? And I feel decent about it. If, if you, if you told me Neil Brown's coaching every game all the way, not, you could even say he's fired by Baylor on, on, so uh, uh, right before Thanksgiving, then I, I feel very confidently that the over is going to hit. The problem is they could fire him after the backyard brawl. They could fire him after TCU. They could fire him after Houston. And that makes it very, 
slippery for me to want to want to want to take like yeah. lock it up. I, that's the only reason why I won't lock it up because the uncertainty there. I still think if you're telling me he's he's coaching tw- twelve games or even eleven games, I think it's a pretty safe bet. But that's my fear. Uh, you've 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 already bet this, I imagine. Yeah, uh, but it all comes down to the one game. I I think if they beat Pitt, you have the inside track. Or when they beat Pitt, I'm not saying it. If, <laughs> when they beat Pitt in the brawl, they have the inside track. But if they happen to drop that game and and you lose a close game once again, you, the wide receiver drops the ball, they run it back for pick six, just like last year. Some fluky thing happens. I mean, it's it's a rivalry. Anything can happen. Um, then I think they could quit on him. But I think it all comes down to September 16th with this over under. Because if they, I mean, if they get out of that non con at two and one and all they got to go is three and six in league play to get to the over, you got to like your chances. It, it comes down to that pick game. I feel like I'm a broken record. But <laughs> I also think in the Big 12, like doing all these previews over there, you could flip a coin on 90% of these yeah, games. Yeah. I don't, it's crazy, uh, it, it's man. Like- Dude, that and the the top half of the Pac-12, you know, like Octo- yeah. for some reason, <laughs> for some yeah. reason, for some reason, like the Pac-12 just said, "Hey, we're gonna play every good game uh, from like Halloween weekend on." So Back it's league, like, yeah, yeah, you're sitting there like, man, I got no fucking idea. I mean, I I, I think the Big 12 is the hardest conference to forecast. I think I think most people would agree. Uh, folks, I'm on the over. Max on the over. Uh, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, to talk about his travels to Morgantown. So, with no further ado, here is that interview. Joining me on the College Football Experience, West Virginia Mountaineers 2023 season preview is none other than College Football Campus Tour, aka Michael Barker. Yes, you got to give him a follow on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour because you're going to want to if you love college football. This guy has been to all 133 FBS college football stadiums for games, for games, not just for visiting the stadiums. Uh, and get this folks, you know, he's been to a lot of them multiple times, including a gigantic chunk of the FCS, uh, some D two D three. And he documents all of his travels, which is sometimes five, six, seven games a week. It's truly remarkable. In my opinion, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show. Uh, to talk a little West Virginia football. And uh, I call this Mountaineer stadium, but it apparent, apparently is named something else. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Colby Milan Fuscar stadium. Uh, if I didn't pronounce it perfect, I'm sure somebody will let me know, uh, but it's been there since 1980 uh, been, you know, 60,000 seats. So a lot of memories have been built there in the last what 50, 40, 43 years. Yeah. And uh, look, I've been to Morgantown, but I never got a chance to go to a football game because uh, actually, no, you know what? I did go to a football game. I keep, I keep confusing that with my Thursday night game. Uh, no, I did go to one. I just, you know what? That's a normal West Virginia situation. You get really <laughs> fucked up. I was 22 years old and another thing happened to me here. I did get pepper sprayed. That's Ooh. why I don't remember it that much because I don't know how much of the game I enjoyed. Uh, and it wasn't, me, the, the, the cop just decided to pepper spray, like just the whole section of the uh, stadium. Good work there. Um, but uh, <laughs> tell me about uh, the history of this place and, and your experiences there. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I got in the crossfire of pepper spray. That's never an enjoyable experience. <laughs> uh, so open in 1980, uh, it replaced Mountaineer field. And, you know, I do a lot of, t- you talked about 
highlighting the history of stadiums and in college football, people really have a strong connection to Old Mountaineer Field, just the location on campus. So high bar to try to match that. But, you know, we talked off camera or off recording about the how passionate the fans in the West, uh, state of West Virginia are. So they packed the place out, 60,000 seats. Um, it, it's actually the founder uh, donated $20 million or, or a pharmaceutical founder company donated $20 million to the university. That's how the name uh, came to be. In 2017 or 2007, there were major renovations done, including new field and what they call touchdown terrace on the north end zone. And then another major renovation in 2015, 55 million. It was done for many of the foundational aspects, such as a drainage system, and they put a shock, uh, what they call a shock pad beneath the turf. So try to absorb it. You know, you got these cold West Virginia November uh, games. It's probably advantageous to have as much cushion on the field for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty cool though. Um, how many times you've been here, man? So I've been there twice. Uh, last year they had a Thursday night game versus Baylor. And it's always cool when they stripe it out, uh, you know, reminiscent of Tennessee and some other places, Michigan state, but I went there in 2018 and it was, I, I want to say it's the most exciting game that I've ever been to. It was a Thursday night versus number four, Oklahoma and West Virginia was ranked in the top 10 Kyler Murray versus Will Greer. And the final score was 59 to 56. Uh, Oklahoma had 668 yards of offense West Virginia, 704, so almost 1,400 yards of offense. Will Greer, 539 yards, four touchdowns. Kyler Murray, 364 yards passing, three touchdowns. Also 114 yards rushing and a touchdown run. One particular touchdown run was 55 yards. And in my opinion, he's the fastest guy that I've ever seen in person on a football field. But it, it was tied, I want to say, 49-49 going into the fourth quarter. And the third to fourth quarter break, you, you really had to catch your breath. I mean, it was amazing just to see you score 56 points and you put up 704 yards of offense and you don't come out with the victory. So uh, it was it, there was a lot on the line. West Virginia had a chance to play in the Big 12 championship if they won. So dramatic a lot of things on the line and it was an absolute uh, fireworks the entire game. One of my best game experiences that I've ever had. Oh man. I mean, that amount of offense, I can imagine the defensive coordinators texting each other saying, let's go to the fucking bar (laughs) (laughs) after the game. They're like, I can't, even if you win, I don't even know how happy you are. You gave up 56, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds incredible. Uh, well, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show and WVU fans, super passionate. They're fantastic. Uh, just not when you get pepper sprayed. And, and it seems, it seems like you didn't get pepper sprayed in any, either of those uh, events. Did you? I mean, either I was too drunk to remember or it didn't happen. One or the other. So <laughs> I can't uh, believe I almost forgot. I was sitting there like Google imaging. I was like, no, I have been to the stadium. It's just, I, I don't have much recollection, but suppressed uh, memories, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, brother. And I, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the upcoming seasons travel folks. Everyone get over there. Give them a follow at CFP campus tour on Twitter. You won't regret it. Michael does the photo of the game documents, the history of the stadium. It's just a really well done 
uh, Twitter profile. None of the, none of the normal bullshit you will see. Like, uh, you know, I hate, I hate the rain. It's a cloudy day today or whatever. It's just sticks to stadiums. It is. It's a must follow. Thanks again, Michael. And have a, have a wonderful best wishes of the season and have a wonderful night. Yeah. Can't wait. No personal tweets, football. That's it. So I'll just, I stuff my complaints to myself. So can't wait to share the, the full schedule and get out on the road. So thank you for having me as always Colby. Anytime, man. Take care. Michael Parker, man. Yeah. It's funny. I did forget that I got pepper. Spray. I do remember being at the bar after the game and just <laughs> my eyes are like fucking bloodshot red. And we're still drinking absolutely just we're like doing shots, jumping up and down. I'm like crying. I think people are asking me what, if I'm okay, <laughs> they think my fucking, you know, like a family member died. I'm like, no, no, no. Just got pepper spray. Just got pepper spray. Uh, folks, we're both on the over shout out to Michael Barker. Cause college football campus tour. He's, he's incredible. He's going to every single college football game. He sent me a schedule the other day. I'm like, geez. I love it. Uh, <laughs> folks, give, give, uh, give Ryan McIntyre a follow here on Twitter at moneyline underscore Mac. Also make sure you subscribe to the big 12 experience and also the Ryan and Russia. They're still rocking. Then he said he had Don Nealon on shit. Oh yeah. What the hell am I doing? Talking to you. You could have plugged me into <laughs> Nealon. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, that's classic. Uh, major Harris days. Uh, they, oh yeah. What, that was like right when I was getting into college football, man, it was fantastic. So Folks, uh, check out all of his work, Ryan and Russia. Obviously, bringing in the heavyweights and uh, and uh, yeah, make sure you uh, give us a follow too. We're on, you know, we're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And uh, folks, uh, yeah, subscribe to the College Football Experience wherever podcasts can be found. Hop on over to iTunes, give us a five star review already. What are you doing? Also, uh. Check out the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience with myself and Moneyline Mac, uh, and the college baseball experience with Noah Beanick and myself sometimes. Um, and uh, obviously the Big 12 experience. Yes, it's the Big 12. Let's go. All right. Uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out the sports gambling podcast. They break down 32 NFL teams. Um, and they're going to be on VEASAN every Friday night. That's VEASAN. You're wondering what's VEASAN? V-S-I-N. That is a station on YouTube TV. What are you doing, folks? Check it out every Friday night during the NFL season. Uh, and get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. And hop in the Discord. Talk a little dub V with us, all right? Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Until next time, folks, this is the college football experience. West Virginia Mountaineer style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.